Raise your hand if you are bone tired, like no amount of exercise or self-care or time off or sleep has helped. The kind that leaves you in a fog and you wonder when you'll ever get out of it. Yeah, me too. It's been a rough 14 months and while things are certainly getting better, the fog, it has not yet lifted. There, turns out, there is a reason for this, and there is something you can do about it, which is what we're going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together, we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks Podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. As much as I hate to admit it, <clears throat> I really hate to admit it, Ken Jacobs wrote a compelling piece for Spin Sucks a couple of weeks ago titled How to Be a Stellar Leader When You're Exhausted. It's actually been on my mind quite a bit since it was published. This is a very real thing. It's hard to lead a team when you're constantly in a fog and being pulled in a million directions because kids are still learning at home, there aren't camps to send them to this summer, and your team feels the exact same way. So I said to him, what are you advising your clients to do right now if they're exhausted and in a fog and having a hard time leading themselves, let alone a team? And so his article was born. In it, he talks about all of the things every one of us should be doing, a deep dive on self-awareness, practicing self-care, doubling down on empathy, and almost, I hate to say this, faking your way through energy if need be. It is, after all, contagious. I agree with all of these things, and I work hard to practice every one of them daily. The energy one is hard sometimes, I will admit, but I do try very hard. Yet the fog is still real, you all. I have to force myself to read and write most days, things I typically adore and do so without thought. The exercise has been rough too, but I do it, even when I want to just use that time to scroll aimlessly through Instagram. And I also stopped getting up with an alarm because I read that that was one of the best things you can do for yourself in times like these. Sleep is of the utmost importance, and I do love my sleep very much. Even still, it's been 14 months since I felt like myself, and I know I'm not alone. That's why I've begun to dig into what to do about it. I am type A after all. (laughs) I'm not one to sit around and let some dumb corona fog take me down. In my research about a week ago, I came across an NPR episode that talked about how your brain feels foggy and you're always tired and you're not alone. It's a short little snippet, only four minutes, so I'll link to it in the show notes so you can listen if you like. They talked to a psychiatrist at John Hopkins University, one Dr. Kale Cyrus, I hope I said that right, K, Kale, Kale, Kyle, Kale, I don't know, I'm not saying it correctly, probably, and as Jenny, I take that very seriously, not Jeannie, not Jenny, not Gina, Jenny. I take that very seriously. But they talked to the psychiatrist who admitted she struggled with periods of exhaustion. And it's the number one complaint she hears from her patients right now. Some talk about how hard it is just to get out of bed, while others say they constantly misplace things or make mistakes at work or don't even want to turn on the TV. Some just want to stare at the ceiling. And I feel every bit of that. And even though some of us are getting plenty of exercise and sleep and doing our best to take care of ourselves, it's still not working. There's actually a reason for this. And it's because we've been constantly stressed for more than a year, which leaves us feeling drained. And though we may be sleeping the same amount as before, if not more, it's not the same kind of sleep. 
the level of stress we've all endured has created either insomnia or bouts of sleeplessness in some and absolutely no deep sleep in others. No wonder we're exhausted. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss what we can all do about it. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I have returned. Just like Ken relayed in the article he wrote for Spin Sucks, if you aren't doing the usual things that help during stressful times, exercise, a healthy diet, going outside, limiting news consumption, you have to at least start there. You can also engage in relaxing activities such as a hobby you love, listening to or watching something funny, TikTok is great for that, (laughs) or reading books you enjoy. If you're doing these things and it's still not working, slowly raising my hand, the experts suggest you try shaking up your routine a bit. For instance, if you normally take a walk every day to get away from your desk, try a bike ride or a scooter ride. Those things are easy enough to do, especially if you live in a city where you can rent them for an hour or two. You can also try to openly talk about how you feel with friends and family and even coworkers. If that's appropriate, of course. I'm willing to bet you're not the only one in your circle who feels this way. If you haven't taken any time off of work, that's important too. Even if you aren't going to go anywhere, just having time to putter around the house could be helpful. Experts also suggest you keep a gratitude journal. A friend of mine posted on Instagram the other day, you know, while I was aimlessly scrolling because my brain couldn't do anything else. That maybe instead of counting our steps and our calories and hours work and activities obtained, that perhaps we count our blessings. I love that. And while I will never stop counting the steps I take or the miles I ride because they motivate me, I do love the idea of counting my blessings. We actually do this daily with our small child, but we don't do it ourselves. We ask her every day to tell us five amazing things that happened to her that day. It helps her focus on the good because these little humans are going through a lot too. If you lead a team or work with a team or interact with other human beings during the day, the most important thing you can do for others, as Ken said, is practice empathy. I've noticed a massive loss of patience of late. Everybody felt like it was everybody was in it together at the beginning, and now the patience is starting to go away. And 
it's not good. It's from clients and colleagues alike. Some people are still homeschooling. Some still haven't seen their friends or family or hugged another person. Some haven't been able to replace income they may have lost. Some have lost loved ones and are still reeling from that pain. There is one thing that's certain, and it's that we're all working through stuff. So be kind. Remember, your experience is not that of everyone else, and be patient. I know this is a strange topic for a marketing and communications podcast, but it's top of mind, and I've been doing a lot of research on how to get myself and some of my colleagues out of this funk. You can't, however, be a great leader or a great marketer or a great communicator if you're not in a great place yourself. Hopefully this is helpful to you as well. And now I'm off to take a nap. If you want someone to talk about getting out of your funk, join us in the SpinSucks community. We're not medical experts, but many of us are people pleasers and caretakers and can certainly empathize. We have your back every day on these topics, on communications and marketing topics, and just on silly topics as well. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 